Hello, everyone. You're listening to episode number 10 of the Elysium Project podcast. I'm your host, Brian Johnson. Elysium Project is a crowdfunded media platform, meaning if you enjoy the content we create and want to see this vision continue to expand, we do need your support. Please consider supporting us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Elysium Project TV. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Elysium Project TV. For only $4 per month, you can get access to exclusive insiders content. However, any donation, whether less or more, is always appreciated. Patreon is a secure crowdfunding platform run by Patreon, not us, and you can cancel at any time. Today, I'm speaking with Ted Carr. Ted is a longtime raw vegan and founder of the Canadian Fruit Festival. He's also our very first returning guest, and today we're going to be talking about his 30-day Raw October Challenge. Ted, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. Thanks for having me back on. Appreciate yeah, it. For sure. Yeah, no, we, your first podcast had a lot of downloads, so I think people, people really liked it. Right on, right on. Yeah. How did, or what have you been doing since the Fruit Festival? I went to another Fruit Festival right after. So after Canada Fruit Fest, me and a bunch of friends, we went to the Woodstock Fruit Fest. And uh, had a fantastic time there. If you've never been, recommend it. Nice. Um, no, I haven't. Like I said, the Canada Fruit Fest was the first one. First, right. first, 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 yeah. first fruit festival that I've ever been to. And uh, it was so much fun. Like literally, I had as well, the best time ever. And my, and my daughter, she loved it. She was just so in her element there. Dude, that's, it's so, it's so, uh, it's such a, life is so personal. Like, your experience at the Canada Fruit Fest was very much the same as, as other people in that you had a really great time, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you just talk to like one or two other people and they're, and they're just like, oh, you know, like the weather wasn't great and <laughs> wasn't too much variety of food. Nobody talked to me. And it's just like, and other people are just like, I had the best time ever. It was the best time of my life. Yeah, bro. Like two different people all at the same exact event had completely different experiences. Yeah. So yeah, well, we tried to make it amazing for everyone, but it's like teach their own at the end of the day. People are all going to perceive things in their own way. No, I totally agree. I'm, I'm big on that and reframing things in the positive always. Cause we were talking about um, before we started this podcast, how my, I ha- I was there doing podcasts and my podcast tent got destroyed in a freak storm. Um, which I could, I could have been like, Oh man, this, this sucks. I can't, what, right. what, you know, but it, I just reframed it and uh, I got some amazing podcasts out. I met so many amazing people. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's exactly, it's a personal experience. It's our choice. Right. Whether we want to, it's the whole glass half full or half empty kind of thing. Totally, man. And it goes for every festival, any, any event, even, even a movie to be watch the same movie. Some people say that movie sucked. Other people say <laughs> movie the best movie ever. Yeah, that's why I can't I can't watch like I can't look at like the ratings of a movie before I see the movie because it influences my perception of the film once True. I once I'm watching it. So I, I I look at the ratings after the film and I, I see if it matches up and rarely does it ever match up to my, what what I would rate it. Yeah, so yeah. I really recommend for anyone who's listening to what the big movie goer. I'd say don't look at the ratings for a movie huh. until after you watch it. You can look at the trailer if you want, but even that's not going to do justice. Most trailers kind of suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like uh, that for sure. Um, definitely, I've noticed that a lot growing up. Actually, a lot of people were in the in this society in this Western 
culture, we're very focused on the negative and that's, you know, reflected in the news. The news is all about what's wrong with this world, how many people died here and there. And so it, I think what we're doing with Elysium project is we really want to focus on that positive remind people that it is your choice. you re- you create your reality. Yeah. And yeah, I love that. <laughs> I think there's a, there's like a, a news network. I think maybe it's called a like good news network or something where it's just like, it just gathers really good news from around the world and puts it in one place. Oh really? That's and sweet. It's just like even just the idea of that feels really good. You know? Totally. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so ridiculous the the whole news thing that the news is what's wrong with the world like where did that come from yeah. <laughs> i think you know what it comes from it comes from our i think anyway it comes from our strong desire to survive and that if something is dangerous or something like goes bad we want to tell everyone else so that they don't get hurt as well you know True. so if there's a tiger around the corner we're gonna let everyone know like, hey don't go there's a tiger like oh yeah. shit like we really perk up and we pay attention to that much more than we say like, Oh look, there's like a beautiful sunset over there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's a negative, a negative thought, like a fear based thought that's due to, you know, uh, there for our survival. Like you just said, there's a tiger around the corner. That's a, yeah. a, again, a much more powerful thought than, than, Oh, look at how beautiful that, that sunset is. And, and yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not as healthy to think those thoughts, but it does keep you alive, you know? Yeah. Um, at least temporarily, but I mean, the more you think about the negative shit, the more you actually experience it. So it's good every now and then to be warned, like, Hey shit, an earthquake's coming, but you don't want to subscribe to an earthquake YouTube channel. talking about earthquakes <laughs> all around the world. You yeah. Know? You just get, live your life in a paranoid state thinking, Oh shit. Like maybe an earthquake's coming today. It's going to tear down my house, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I said, I think the the news for the most part, it's trying to, uh, Maybe not anymore, but initially, maybe they wanted to spread news about, you know, some bad things to keep everyone safe. And now it's just like this fear machine. It's just keeping people in a state of fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be talking so much about that with we're we're starting our YouTube channel really soon here and we're going to have videos up about all sorts of stuff. But it's it's really about to me like learning to use the human brain i mean the human brain is the most complex biological um wonder of nature that we've ever discovered like and yeah. and we're just it's so easy to get stuck in those lower brain functions of the fear based fight or flight but yeah. i think what's happening part of this planetary awakening is we're learning to activate these higher brain functions and realizing we don't have to be stuck in that that those fear-based emotions anymore what's one thing someone could do right now to tap into that that those higher states uh put a smile on their face because you can't the interesting thing is is like if you start smiling if you change your physiology your you can actually change your neurocircuitry so it's actually smiling and being happy and like dancing uh neuro inhibits aversion this is something from david jubb i kind of i mentioned him a lot at the fruit festival to people he was one of my mentors in the raw food movement um he's not he hasn't been around as much over the past few years but we're gonna try and get him on the show and have 
get his work out there to the world. But he talks a lot about, he's actually a PhD in neurophysiology. So he would say the body is the mind's experience of itself. And the fastest way to reprogram the mind is to, to change uh, your body. So if you're in a slouched position and, and you're just like that, that's gonna, that's gonna, um, create a state where you're, you're not able to get into those, those higher brain functions. So it's all about changing your, your, your posture, your physiology. And when you do that, um, I don't know, that's, that's a big, that's a big piece of this whole, uh, self mastery thing that I've learned along the way. It's a big one, dude. Body language is, is a really cool thing. I'm fascinated with body language. I'm always looking at people's body language and so many people, like, even if they're like super smart in one area, they're like, they're just completely unaware of their body <laughs> language in certain, in certain circumstances. Yeah. Like, I was watching an interview with like two top like CEOs or something. And then one CEO does something with his body language and it's like cringing. Like, oh my God. Like, like he's giving <laughs> what he's feeling, what he's thinking. And he doesn't, he's not even aware that he's just giving it away blatantly, you know? Yeah. Um, like, for example, when people just cross their arms, like that's just the ultimate X. You're putting up an X. You're saying yeah. like, no new, no new information is incoming here. I'm totally blocked to what you're saying right now. Or I'm totally like defensive right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, then, and then once they start talking and they uncross their arms, they go back to blah, blah, blah. And the other person starts talking, they cross their arms again. Like, yeah. yo, like you're just, they're just unaware. No one's ever told them that ever in their life probably. So that's why they're like that. But as soon as someone tells them or shows them video feedback of themselves doing it, I guarantee you they'd never cross their arms again like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm all about that and body language. And I mean, establishing rapport with people is, is a huge to developing relationships and stuff. So things like even getting, getting on the same person's level or lower, like, in, I'm a pretty tall guy, so I can be intimidating to some people if I'm standing there towering over them. So mm-hmm. to get down, like to sit down and allow them to feel the advantage in a situation, that's just one a little secret I've learned, picked up over the years for establishing rapport with people and building the, that strong relationship from the get-go. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. And, and a lot of it, I mean, I'd say 99.9% of it of our, our, our body language, it's just totally unconscious, totally automatic. But once we become conscious of it, we can actually control it and then therefore change how we're being perceived and change the way we're feeling ourselves. Mm-hmm. It takes that conscious effort initially until it becomes a habit. Yeah. Um, if you look around and look at most people, it's just totally automatic. Yeah. Uh, bro, you're going to love David Jubb when I have him on the show. He's, he's a bit hard to understand. Like he's a, he's a genius and, uh, it's taken me years to interpret all his research, but he's all about that, like body language and, and, and the raw food and everything. So cool, bro. Yeah. Very cool. So tell me about, um, what you got coming up here. It's almost October. Yeah, dude. So this, uh, October 1st, we've got a 30 day raw food challenge happening. And what that consists of is people getting together, people signing up and saying, I want to eat way more raw food this October. Perhaps I want to eat fully raw. And they, they sign up at the 30 day raw food challenge.com. And then every day for the month of October, I help them out with exclusive private training videos on what they can do to get their mind right, what they can do to overcome uh, you know, awkward social situations, what they can do to, to stock up properly with the right kind of food, um, what they can eat every single day, 
the 30 day rough food challenge offers a meal plan as well there and it offers community an online community where people can bounce ideas back up each other and get to know one and get to know each other through there uh, i was at a festival in the uk the uk fruit fest and these two people were hanging out and just a great conversation starter is um hey where did you two meet and they're <laughs> oh we actually met through your 30 day raw food challenge like, oh yeah so cool so it's it's an online community where people can get to know each other, get to, get to know each other, and I think that's something that's really lacking in a lot of people's lives is just community. Yes, um, yeah. And more specifically, friendship. You know, uh, friends who who understand each other, mm-hmm. not, not friends who who whose actions would indicate that they that they aren't on the same path, but friends who actually take the same actions, who get similar results, who are in of that same mindset of um, knowing that raw foods are optimal and being healthy is actually really cool. Um, there's a lot of people out there and I just love bringing those people together. I love being the, the organizer of that. Yeah. Well, you, you did that perfectly at fruit fest. I mean, that was a, the perfect example of um, literally the, the most conscious gathering of people that I've ever been to. Wow. It was amazing. So cool, yeah, yeah. So cool. So that, that, yeah, that, that starts October 1st. Uh, signups are already open now. So if people want to check it out, they can go to the 30dayrawfoodchallenge.com and sign on up there. Nice. And if they miss the October one, then uh, we might have one again in November, but not sure. So Okay. October one. That's sweet. You've done this a few times before, you were telling yeah. me? Yeah, this will be the fourth 30-day uh, raw food challenge that, that I host. Nice. I've, I assume you've had good response. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing but good response. The thing is, it took a while to make the course, and it took so long because I wanted to make sure that it was just optimized for everyone. Yeah, so yeah. All the videos in it go into great detail, and people get you know MP3s, and they get audios, and they get things that they can print out and stick around the house. And nice. It's a, it's a really good program. It's something I wish I had when I started. You know, like, and it. I guess it's something I, I kind of had. There was a guy named Brendan Brazier. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's the, the founder of that Vega company yeah. now freaking yeah, everywhere. So, so he had this like four or five day email program he sent out with videos. And I got so much value from those three or four videos. I would watch them every single day. And I just learned a lot from those videos. So I figured, hey, I'm going to put together a 30-day video course nice. and, uh, and give people just even way more information, see how that goes. So that's, that was really the initial inspiration behind it through Brendan Brazier. That's sweet. So who is this, who is this program best for? Like, is it made for people who are, have never done raw before people who have, you know, are sure. Have- yeah. So the 30 day raw food challenge is for people who want to get into raw or, or who are already into raw, but maybe struggling with a few things. Okay. And across the board, when you first get into raw, when anyone first gets into raw, they're going to struggle with a few things because there's, it's you're pretty much changing like everything about the way you behave. You know, you're changing where you shop, you're changing what you eat, you're changing what time of day you eat, you're changing how many times you go in the washroom every day, you're changing, you know, what you're watching online. Everything in your life changes. There's gonna be some some struggles and some some basic tips and tricks that if you just implement, you're gonna have so so much of an easier time with mm-hmm. raw foods. So I've, I've been doing raw for nearly a decade now and I've learned so much during that period of time. And I tried to do my best to put everything I learned in these 30 days, at least the most important things for people, just to get them going, just to get them started and just to remind them of the absolute fundamentals. Things that I still to this day remind myself of. So mm-hmm. like I said, are, give, us, give us a few of those fundamentals. Yeah. One of the fundamentals is 
making sure that you, you stay inspired. Hmm, totally. Like, yeah. If you're not inspired to be raw, you're going to go off and eat some other stuff. And the way to stay inspired is to consume content from people who are talking about raw, who are promoting raw. Because mm -hmm. if you start consuming content from anyone talking about cooked food and the benefits of X, Y, and Z cooked food in the, in the vegan scene, you're going to be influenced by this. Humans are social, social creatures. We are so easily influenced by others. Uh, and so that's the first tip. Just consume content from people who are promoting raw, who have the results that you want, who've been doing raw a lot longer than you. And you're going to naturally just be inspired. And you can consume the content on your walks while you're eating dinner, uh, on, the, on your drive to work, before bed, first thing in the morning, whatever. Just watch videos, read books. We'll listen to MP3s or podcasts from people talking about raw food. Um, once you're inspired, once you've been focusing enough on the raw foods, what you're naturally going to do is going to you're going to going to go uh, stock up. But you got to stock up enough, and you got to stock up on the right foods. And this is a big fundamental that a lot of people they they miss out on. And and it's something that requires a lot of upkeep and maintenance. You don't just get it locked in and you're good for you're good to go forever. Because when you move or you travel, you got to continuously stock up and stock up on the right foods. So what are those right foods? Well, you got to make sure you're having enough fresh food, of course. And that fresh food is broken up into two categories. You want the ripe fruit that's ready to eat today. And you also want to make sure you stock up on unripe fruit, fruit that you can't eat today. And I think a lot of people either stock up on one or the other. They either go to the store and buy a bunch of fruit and come home like, look, I'm all stocked up. But none of it's ripe. Or... They go to the store and stock up on a bunch of ripe fruit and then they eat it that day and the next day they're out of food. Mm -hmm. so you got to stock up on fresh fruit and fresh fruit and it has to be both ripe and unripe. So that's a big fundamental right there. Another one is, is making sure that um, the, f the food, you have, you have enough variety of food. So you want to make sure that you have some fatty food like avocados. You want to make sure that you have some dense carbohydrate foods like uh, bananas and you want to make sure that you have dried food as well, like dates for backup, dates that you can soak in water and blend up into, into thick, dense smoothies that really fill you up and satisfy you. So dried fr fruits are really, really important. Mm -hmm. as, well, as well as getting some, some really uh, antioxidant-rich fruits as well, like berries. And you can freeze berries. They last all year long in your freezer. So things like blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, you know, you put these in your freezer and they last all year. And I think a lot of people, when I go into their, their house, the people who are, are succeeding on raw food, like I was just over at Dr. Sam's. In the oh, lab. yeah. I go to his house. He's stocked up on the ripe fruit, the unripe fruit, the dried fruit, and the frozen fruit. I open his freezer, full. Open his fridge, full. Look in his counters, full of stuff. Like, he's doing it right. And you come over to my house, you'll see the same stuff. And when I go over to a beginner's house, I just, I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, if you run out of uh, ripe fruit, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, these, these, are, these are just some of the fundamentals. Number one is, is staying inspired and consuming content from people who are, who are doing the diet and lifestyle. And then the other fundamental is uh, stocking up on, the, on, the, on enough food. Um, and th there's, there's a few more to go into, but um, people can learn it all throughout the 30-day raw food challenge. Nice. Sounds like it's kind of more of a holistic uh, ch challenge as well. Like it sounded like you're talking about not just what food to eat, but the mindset and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, totally. And it also talks about, you know, how, how to keep warm during the winter, what foods specifically to be eating in the winter, what foods to be eating if you're, if you're traveling. Um, and, and also some, some great exercises you can do physically, like squats and push-ups and things like that to keep warm and to keep fit. Because a lot of people, they – 
they focus so much on, on food and they neglect their fitness altogether. And they think that if they're just, if they eat healthy enough then they can get by without any fitness. Yeah. If you want to look great naked, you know, if you want, if you want to have a truly healthy body, clean lymphatic system, you've got to move your muscles. You've got to move your body. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah. I think it's, I would say it's almost like 50, 50 in terms of, how important each is it's yeah we're it's about living in harmony with nature so what are we doing in nature we're eating raw fruits and vegetables and what are we doing in nature well we're definitely not just sitting around all day right totally so totally dude always moving yeah we even even just during this podcast like we're sitting here for like half hour 45 minutes that's way longer than you'd ever sit in nature really like when would we ever just sit down for that long in nature mm -hmm. maybe maybe in meditation or something maybe one of our uh, like doing what, like maybe like when we're making some clothing or something, sitting in some knitting, but for the most part, we're gardening, we're walking, we're climbing trees, we're exploring, we're building, we're doing shit. Um, so it's fitness is, is really important. It doesn't need to be super intense, but it needs to be every day. And it needs to be for, you know, at least a few hours every day to, to, I mean, even, even just walking, you know, just daily movements really, really important. Exactly. Yeah. So what is the uh, cost of this program? The cost is, uh, man, when I first released it, it was a hundred bucks. I just wanted to make it, you know, easily accessible for everyone, just a hundred bucks, $99. And now I've lowered it to $47.99. Oh, wow. Everyone to be able to, to come on board. Sweet. Um, so I don't want it to be cost prohibitive, cost prohibitive at all. Um, and I know in the past, whenever I gave out like free content, then people just wouldn't open the emails. It's, it's amazing. You give us something for free and the email doesn't get open. Hmm. You charge someone some money and they open the emails. I'm like, hmm. I want people to open these emails. So yeah, for, for 47 bucks for the month, it's like just over uh, what's that, like a dollar 20 a day or something. That's sweet. Definitely, yeah. definitely worth it. People should yeah. definitely check it out. You said there's kind of like, yeah, is there like a, um, like a forum that people go on so they can chat with each other and stuff? Yeah, there's a private Facebook group. Okay, sweet. Yeah, private Facebook group, which I find to work best. I've tried other other forms of communication with the group, but Facebook groups work best, especially if they're private. Yeah, and you're gonna be there. Do you um do people get like one on one counseling then if they sign up? Uh, well, I can't do one on one with everyone yeah. because there's yeah. way too many people. But they get one on one between each other. Right. Um, and if they want one on one one on one mentoring with me, they can contact me and we can talk about that. Um, usually I don't really offer one-on-one -on -one mentoring because yeah. again, there's too many people and I'd rather help people in groups, which is why I do retreats. And so at retreats, people get way more one-on-one -on -one time with me. Like we'll, we'll go spend an hour or two, just one-on-one. -on -one. We work on their goals, work on their projects together, sit side by side. Um, and we just, uh, we get hands-on on their projects and I nice. can oversee everything at the retreat, but online it's just, it's just too complicated yeah with the different time zones and different people and different projects going on and appointments are not my strong suit i'd rather just <laughs> retreat with people and have all day to spend with everyone for you know a good chunk of time yeah how did the uh the last day of fruit festival go by the way i mean that you had the master class i think it was oh yeah the mastermind was awesome dude yeah yeah the mastermind was awesome people had some 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 great breakthroughs there Nice. Uh, it's really about helping people get clear on what it is they want and why they actually want that. And then laying out the game plan to actually make it happen and giving people the resources and the connections to actually go and make those things happen. Cause a lot of times, you know, 
A, someone doesn't know what they want, or B, they don't know why they want it, so they have no motivation to actually get it once they know what they want, um, or then C, they don't know how to get it, and then even if they do know how to get it, they, they don't know where to start. And I think once you can find out where someone is now and where they want to be, and you can help them create that game plan to actually get there, it provides a lot of clarity for them. And that's all we need really is just clarity on where we're going. I think a lot of people who are upset or frustrated in life or feel anxious or worried, they're just unclear about what it is they actually want. Mm-hmm. Once you get really clear on it, you get super excited, you get super energized, you get jazzed about it. You, you get motivated and you want to take action and you're not, you know, you don't come up with any excuses for why you're not getting anything done because you really want it. Uh, no matter how many trials and tribulations you got to go through, you're going to get it done because it's what you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you with yeah. this podcast, did you know how many people have said they want to do a podcast, but they don't actually do it? <laughs> like, the reason you're actually doing it is because you want to, and you have a strong enough reason why. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm inspired. It goes back to that word inspired. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what, where that word comes from? To breathe in? It does, yeah, but it's also in spirit is what inspire. Oh, dope. Yeah, so it's, you know, when, when we're inspired, we're, we're following our, our, our spiritual path. I like that, dude. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, yeah, it's really dope. Yeah, yeah. So what do you got planned for this coming winter? Dude, this winter is, uh, I, I got a few things planned, but one thing I can talk about now is uh, just to, to start organizing a retreat in Ecuador. Wow. So I want to have a raw Christmas retreat so people can come celebrate Christmas with me and eat raw foods, as well as a New Year's retreat. Nice. So if people want to come start the new year off on the right foot, get really clear on their goals, get really clear with raw foods and their fitness and their relationships and everything, then that could be a really great place to make it happen. Is that down in uh, Vilcabamba? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I saw that you'd been there. That's, that's so awesome. Longevity. Mm-hmm. You, it's, a really, it's a really nice spot. There's some really cool people there. Yeah, there's there. still quite a few people living down there because I know some people move down there and then then kind of move back to America. I, I guess from what I've heard, there's a lot of theft and crime. In certain areas, sure. But it's just like in, in any, like even, you know, downtown New York, there's some theft and crime. Downtown mm-hmm. Vancouver, there's theft and crime. Downtown Calgary, I'm sure there's certain streets where you wouldn't go. Um, and same goes for Ecuador. You know, same goes for Costa Rica, same goes for Panama. There's just some really sketchy areas. Um, in fact, I don't even know if there is... I'm sure there is, but I'm not aware of one yet. Like if there is a country that doesn't have like a super sketchy area, that'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like a really small country, like maybe like Malda or something might not have one. I'm not sure, but. Well, we're p- pretty blessed here in Canada. I mean, we have bad parts of Vancouver or bad parts of Calgary, but for the most part, it's a pretty incredible um, country. I mean, even when I go down to the States, like last year, I was actually down in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and just comparing, comparing what life is like down on the streets there to Canada. It's such a different uh, contrast. Yeah, dude, we are super, super lucky to be here in Canada. That's for sure. And, you know, you really appreciate Canada a lot when you travel and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's pros and cons to every place. That's what I find really fascinating. Like no matter how awesome a place is, there's also going to be quite a few cons to it. Um, and 
you know, I think it's about just finding the place that meets most of your needs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I gotta say, I could do without the cold winters here, but that's uh, the thing. That's that's like one of the big drawbacks to being here. And and maybe it's a it's a matter of saying, okay, if 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 Canada is perfect in all regards except for the cold winters, then maybe that simply means you go away for six months. You know, yeah. you live here for six months, you live somewhere else for six months, you do a six months six month split. Um, but uh, it's. Yeah, there's no place that has that I found yet that has absolutely everything with no drawbacks. Like there, there's two sides to every every coin, and um, if something has one thing, then it, then that means that it can't have another. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, like I was in, I was in Thailand for nearly two years, and I started to miss the rain, like cold rain. <laughs> now fantasize about cold rain, and then I came back to Vancouver and it got cold rain. I was like, okay, that's enough. I don't need any more of that. Um, but it's just like you, you, we want what we can't have, even, even, even in like certain relationships with, with people, it's like, once you get it, it's like, oh, that's great. But you know, they don't have this or that. And then once you're with someone else, you're like, oh, but they don't like the other person. Like even with certain foods, dude, you know, that's why we, we mix it up and we have variety of foods. So I think humans are designed to travel anyway, walk around. And, For um, sure, brother. For sure. So speaking, speaking of Canada, what's the plan for next year's fruit fest? Oh man, um, it's it's gonna be uh, our second year, and we learned so much. I could almost I was thinking about writing a freaking book about <laughs> everything we learned from this year. Like every day, I was taking notes. I'd be like sleeping, and I'd be wake up with this like great idea, and I'd be like, oh yeah, we're definitely not doing that next year. We're gonna do this instead. And, and um, yeah, man, it's just like all the things we learned this year was like we had to learn them the way we did. We had to learn them from experience. Yeah. Uh, we made a lot of silly mistakes and we made it, we did a lot of really good things. I, I, I can't talk too much about the, the things we made mistakes on. For the most part, we had a fantastic event. The goal for me from the get go was to have enough people, which was over a hundred. Obviously I wanted over a hundred people and I want all of them to have a great time. Mm-hmm. And we had over 200 people, nearly 250 people. And for the most part, everyone had a great time. And yeah, so, it was amazing. I really like I, I met my my subjective goals in that regard um, and now for 2019 we, we want to improve on all the areas that we maybe um, got, a, got a C plus on this year and, and turn them all into A's and then uh, as well just uh, just bring in more people man it'd be fun to have even more people although a lot of people said they liked the amount of people there this year they said it was just a good amount of people you got to know everyone you know it was good it was really nice actually I mean other other than that little storm that I could have done without, which is, you know, whatever. <laughs> it was yeah. a top-notch fruit festival. You did an awesome, amazing dude. job. Yeah, that's the thing, too. So it's like part of me just wants to keep it small and just say, hey, let's just keep it to, you know, 200 people, 250 people. But then another part's like, but the goal really is to accelerate the, uh, the world's adoption of this fruit-based diet. And, you know, wouldn't that consist of having way more people to the festival? Or maybe it's just a matter of creating more festivals around the world and each of them having about two, 250 people. Um, True, yeah. Apparently humans thrive best when there's about 180 people in the group. Yeah. That, that's like our ideal clan size, if you yeah. will. Uh, any more than that, we start to lose connection with a lot of people. 
it's re- it's really messed up to be living in these big cities and have social media and just meeting person after person after person. It, it kind of screws with our brains. Yeah, I mean, but even if you go, to, you compare like you go to uh, okay, UK Fruit Fest this year had about, had about 180 people. Oh yeah, and I was there and it was like my third year there and had a great time. I recommend going. Anyone's considering. And there's 180 people and uh, you get to know, you get to see everyone like so many times. You really get to, to connect with, with really cool people. And you don't feel overwhelmed at all with how many people, are there. 180 people. We just like naturally don't feel overwhelmed with how many people there are. You come to Canada, there's a bit more, 250. Didn't feel like there was too much more, but it was, it was cool. Um, and again, I, I didn't feel overwhelmed with how many people there were. It felt like a good amount. So I think people were coming and going the whole time, you know, a lot of, a lot of day passes or weekend passes. Um, but then you go to Woodstock when there's like 600 people and it's like, it's hard to find people. It's hard to like, mm-hmm. it's hard to just walk from A to B without getting stopped three or four times, whether it's from your friends or fans or just from people curious about certain questions. Like there's just a lot of more people that you got to deal with and yeah. it can be draining. I, I didn't feel drained at UK Fruit Fest or Canada Fruit Fest dealing with people, but I, I could, I felt drained at Woodstock just because there's so many people. Um, and it's really nice to, to have, you know, Woodstock for sure. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite festivals. Um, but uh, it's just a lot of people. And a lot of people, they have anxiety around a lot of people. They can't handle that many people. So, and it's just, and it's a long event, you know, seven days long Woodstock. So seven days with 600 people, um, it requires some adaptation for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know what the solution is other than just, Let's just create a festival every week of the year. We have 52 fruit festivals around the world. Um, and then each of them has a couple of people. That'd be pretty awesome. Definitely. Definitely. Just festival hop. If people, again, once again, if people want to find out more about this uh, raw October, what's the website and social media and all that? The 30 day raw food challenge.com and 30 day is spelled three zero. Sweet. Yeah, dude. Perfect. So that's that. Um, and it'd be cool to see people in Ecuador. If anyone's interested in coming to the retreat, it'd be cool to have you there. Just uh, find me on social media. Uh, my Instagram is at fruitarian and I should be posting some information about the retreat then and there. Right on. Perfect. Thanks for coming on the show again, Ted. Yeah, really man. appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, man. And uh, looking forward to your future podcast with some people. I won't name any names, but you've mentioned a few awesome guests you might be having on the show soon. So looking forward to that totally yeah all right i will talk i'll see you at the uh, canada fruit fest next year bro for sure bro all right have a good one yeah cheers man take care thanks so much for listening to the show today if you enjoy the content we create and want to see this vision continue we do need your support you can head over to our patreon page at www.patreon.com slash elysium project tv